This is Nick Cole, and welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 10. And here's my co-host. Single White Medusa. Single White Medusa. Looking all gussied up to go out tonight for a little uh, spicy tuna don. Mm. Some spicy garlic noodles. With seafood. With seafood. That sounds good. And right now we're having a cup of coffee, and we just had a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. So that was good, right? (laughs) That was very good. And um, we were talking about things that were going on on the podcast yesterday. Some people had some interesting comments. What were some of those comments? Um, I know uh, one of our friends asked if we could discuss the uh, pipeline ransom situation. So I think you'll definitely have some stuff to say about that. Uh, We had a friend from Canada who um, had a lot of interesting stuff to say, like that, um, you know, that it's helpful when you post things and you say what's going on because they have so much censorship there from their government. Sometimes that that's the only way they find out about stuff is from other countries like America and stuff. Yeah. That was interesting. It's as though I am providing a service by being as red pilled as I am. Sure. Would people be surprised to know, to find out that you're actually more red pilled than me? I don't know if they would, but I would agree <laughs> that that's the case. I'm a little soft and squishy for you. I mean, you've come along though. Like you were a little bit more when we met. Um, I think just because you weren't hearing the other side enough because you were listening to NPR, <laughs> which I like too. Like at the time I was like, I get it. It's, it's cool, but you're not hearing the other side. And once... I think I, at the time I listened to Michael Savage and once I kind of like played some episodes for you and stuff and you could kind of hear the other side, you, you like definitely came on board really quickly because it's common sense really and logic. I didn't have to browbeat you or anything. I was just exposing you to the other side. I was just lo-fi at the time. Yeah. You know, like I had other things going on. I'd been a veteran. I'd been involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was, ba- I would have told you like I'm basically right wing. Oh yeah. Like you, well, I remember you called yourself a compassionate conservative. I am a compassionate <laughs> conservative. Where did that compassion go? Uh, uh, no, you're a very compassionate person for sure. I see it all the time. In real life. In real life. But not not a lot of compassion, man to man. You know what I mean? Well, isn't that real life? Yeah, compassionate. I, I guess what I mean is compassionate real life, man to man. But like compassionate um online uh like in in political theory and philosophy you know what i mean like like that that stuff's a little like i get a little relentless there i get a little remorseless there yeah i'm finding myself having zero chill on people who were like fauci like Mm -hmm. I, i have zero chill on fauci i have like if kind of the things that are that are coming out, like in the word games, you know, oh, well, we didn't fund gain of function. Uh, and then Ron Paul delves in. He's like, yeah, but you did fund this guy. And he tries to play another word game. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing that a lot is oh, a lot yeah. of a lot of word games. Yes. And and that's when I'm really losing my compassion, because I look at what people have been through this year. Mm-hmm. And it's a horrible life, even people that I don't agree with. And, you know, they've lived in fear and they've had all these problems. And and I see that really it's just been for a manipulation for power. Yes. And now they're, I think they're afraid of getting caught out about it. Yeah. 
you know. And so they're starting to play these word games and lie. And I think there's some really good journalists going after it. And I think our side's not letting go of it. But the question of the day, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like the two Americas thing that's going on right now, where literally we're being told, you know, Joe Biden has had the best 100 days of any president. (laughs) It's so hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I would venture to say it's very likely the worst first hundred. I I don't know. Like if, if one of the things that has happened to Joe Biden from the border to Syria to Israel, to the gas hack, um, to rapid runaway inflation. If any of these things had happened, you know, if like when Kamala Harris said, um, yeah, I'm not going to go to the border. Not today. And did her little psychotic, you know, laugh that Mm -hmm. she does when she's caught out. She still hasn't gone to the border. If Trump had said, no, I'm not going to the border today. I got to golf. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine the nonstop 24 hour, tyranny that cares media news cycle that we would have had to endure Mm -hmm. as that one journalist PMS, if PMS were a person, Caitlin Collins, literally the, literally the embodiment of PMS. Yeah. You know, if, if she had had, you know, like if, like if she had done to Joe and Kamala, what she did to Trump, Yeah. you know, like, but no, it's like, it's totally like, Oh, there's a huge crisis. And, and, um, a large portion of the country is literally having the most miserable time of their lives doing really dangerous stuff like the, like the Chinese lady at the gas station with the mask on who's loading up plastic grocery bags with gas, I know. spilling gas all over the place. Oh, oh I gosh. thought the EPA used to get really pissed about that stuff and close down gas stations, but it's okay now that we're putting it in trash bags. Mm-hmm. And, and the Biden administration goes literally laissez faire. Like that's not really our concern. We're not getting involved. Really? You've gotten involved in everything yeah. and you're just sitting this one out. And the reason is, is it serves the, it serves the narrative. It tells you knuckle dragging gas guzzling. I almost ran into challenger today. Boy, I had a guzzled. So I would have, I would have, <laughs> I would have set back climate change with that challenger today, like a good two solid years. Uh, yeah, it, well, if what they said is true, but, I don't think but, what, but they just say, oh, we're not going to get involved. And it's like, yeah, cause it serves your narrative because right. everything serves your narrative that, that you don't want to, uh, it's just, it's weird. Like someone was talking about it today online and I was just, I made the comment and I realized I said, the reason that the Biden administration and the FBI, which has become pretty farcical, the DOJ in general, and let's not even get into the woke CIA or just the unrestricted, just wackiness of the NSA, all these things totally out of control. Mm-hmm. But we're told that like the, 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 this, what happened on January 6th, the quote unquote insurrection, the quote unquote, was it worst, worst day, the civil war, the civil war country, all these like, terrible really? things like that's, that's the worst thing ever. That's the most awful thing ever. And it occurred to me, the reason that they're doing this is because they can't deal with the real problems like hacking the cyber war with China, the new war in the Middle East, and really runaway, you know, uh, inflation that's been bought, brought on by multiple presidencies. And you can make that statement, but no one did it like Joe Biden. And, and in the last years, the Democrats just stimulus after stimulus after stimulus, literally putting a gun to Trump's head, mm-hmm. more stimulus, more. And now, now here we are. Here we are reaping the world when things are about to get amazingly out of control with inflation. And 
they're still like, I guess Don Lemon was still talking about January 6th and trying to show videos of some cop getting, you know, beaten and still saying this is the worst thing ever. And it's like the reason they do that is because imaginary enemies are easier to defeat than real enemies. Mm -hmm. And the left realized that a long time ago. And that's why they call you a bigot. They call you a racist and they say that you're a threat to everything. And is it so much so that they believe in the sort of causes celebre, celebre? Are we saying that elite enough? You know, like, mm-hmm. do they really believe in, in rights for identities? Or is it easier to defeat imaginary white supremacy? Every, anybody raise your hand who knows a white supremacist? I don't. I don't know any white supremacists. I don't either. But apparently the country's rife with them. I know. <laughs> them bitches everywhere. Yeah, apparently. And, okay, this is crazy since you took a drink. Of coffee. No, this is a crazy question. Of keen coffee today. Yeah. Which is my fave. And I'm not saying I think this, but I'm curious, like, I'm not sure. Do you think that the pipeline hack, like, I don't know, almost that it was like they allowed it because is that going to help their green agenda? Like, see how dangerous pipelines are? Because the the energy secretary was smiling as she talked about how this is going to move everybody to electric cars, like the giddy anticipation of like, like being able to say, see, we were right. Mm -hmm. And then like, like, like we are every day as they constantly fail, but we don't have like constant, we don't have any media, you know, protection or coverage or anything like that. And we're constantly saying, see, look, look, Joe and Kamal are completely incompetent. And it's like, nope, they've totally got air cover. It's all good. But the moment that they, you know, have contrived a situation to dunk on everybody they disagree with. I mean, like, it's like Kamala, like she's the epitome of them. They cannot wipe this. No one roots for your failure as a country more than the Democrats and the left. Mm-hmm. No one, you know, no one can dispute this. They're the fastest ones on a mass shooting to jump on and start talking about gun control when the corpses are still lying on the ground. They're the first one to make a broad slur against the people they don't like. These people celebrate tragedy. And as I watch that Asian woman trying to fill up gas, you know, grocery bags with gas, I realize, man, they love that. They love like this poor woman is not smart enough or whatever. I don't know. Maybe she has an unreasonable faith in grocery bags, but you know, like she could burn to death. Like something could happen and they would, they would use that. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that is, that is some dark son of a bitches, but that that's what's out there right now. And so, yeah, the, the pipeline thing I think is contrived. I don't necessarily like, okay. So it was totally remember when the pipeline thing started, it was Russia. It was Russia. It was Russia. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to do Russia again for another four years. I mean, you know, it's their favorite thing because because it's an imaginary enemy. Mm-hmm. It's an imaginary. Russia right now is really busy with the Middle East. They're not that invested in the United States. But, yeah. you know, here you go. So, you know, they trot that out. They do that. They make people suffer. They make hay off people suffering. I mean, I knew a guy once who um, knew someone who, who knew Hitler, like in real life, and knew him pretty well. And this guy was older when my friend met him. And he had been the leader of the Hitler Youth. And my friend, who's Irish, he asked him, he said, like, tell me something about Hitler that no one knows. And the guy thought about it for a second. He said, well, believe it or not, Hitler really liked to laugh. Like, he loved 
a good joke. And my friend said, oh, I would have never kind of thought that about Hitler. He was, he was, you know, very austere and seemed kind of angry and, you know, like glaring at everything. He's like, no, 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 no. He loved to laugh. But the thing that Hitler loved to laugh at most was other people's misfortune. He thought that was hilarious. And when you sort of look at the gloating left and when you look at them try to do press conferences where they think that they have the upper hand and they're controlling the narrative, it's like Kamala. They cannot wipe the smile off their face and control themselves. And like, that's the thing that America really needs to understand. And our friend in Canada, another drink of coffee needs to understand is that like, we are honestly controlled by sociopaths. There is a scientist on my um, Facebook feed. He's a real live bell labs. I think he's pretty high powered scientist guy. And I go to him sometimes for help on, uh, on science fiction problems. He invented the trigger nuke for galaxy's edge and his name is Don Mitchell. And he, he, he posts a lot of just fun science stuff, but he seems pretty, pretty red pilled. And he's a very interesting guy. And he made a study recently and read, read some, some books about what causes people to go into politics and I think specifically communists and socialists. And what he found out is it was this huge narcissistic personality disorder Mm -hmm. that they have. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I 100% see that. It's really, it's really crazy. So no, I think, I think that the gas crisis was all contrived. I don't buy that it was $5 million in Bitcoin to Russian hackers who apologized. Well, if they apologized, why are they getting paid? Why didn't they just do it? And the Bitcoin makes it really convenient for that money not to be traced and to disappear. And so the, the, the FBI is going to go, ah, shucks, I guess we couldn't get our man, Mm -hmm. but we did get these MAGA people who got informed on by Alaska airlines Mm -hmm. and they're locked up in the gulag right now. You know, for, for going on a tour of the Capitol. Yeah. You know, and the only thing that gives me comfort is in some way, shape or form, they're a little worried about Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Yeah. So that gives that, true. that is a great source of joy to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but you know, so we have to, we have to watch that. We don't want to get too Hitlerian, mm-hmm. but it is, it is pretty funny. Um, something that occurred to me is, you know, First off, you know, Newsom says we can take the masks off on the 15th. And I'm like, well, you know, what is what is your evidence for that date? Why why can we do that on that date? You know, then Biden comes out. And yes, before Biden came out yesterday, this chick, you know, uh, a typical mighty girl in the administration, because that's the most important thing. Like when when the gas crisis happened, the first thing that I said is that, you know, when people were saying like, who's going to solve this? Like, who's going to be the crisis star? Who's going to jump on this? And the first thing I said is, is it going to be a woman? Cause that, that, you know, that's been the overriding theme for the administration. And that must be the way it is. Like, don't put a guy who knows pipelines or energy or how to turn a wrench in there. Don't, I need to know that it's a woman that's in charge. That is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. That's, re- that's bullshit. But that, that is what it has become. And Jen Psaki was, was caught saying that when someone asked her about it and, or, or another thing. And she's like, Oh, she's a woman. You know that. Right. And it's like, that has nothing to do with anything. Is the person competent? Do they know what they're doing? No, I think, you know, they're incompetent because mayor Pete is swirling around that as the transportation secretary. So, you know, that's, mm. that's just a Charlie Foxtrot right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, on the pipeline thing still, 
what about though? Maybe I probably don't understand this because I haven't read a ton about it. Who exactly paid the ransom? It was the pipeline company. The right? pipeline company paid the ransom in okay. Bitcoin. Yeah. And said they weren't going to pay the ransom and then somehow got caught paying the ransom. So like if you really break it down, you're getting about three different stories. So that that kind of tells you that it's bull. Oh. And then anyways, the, yeah. the lady came out and said, um, we're not going to require going back to the point that I was talking about. Oh, okay. We're not going to require you to wear uh, to have a vaccine card. Right. We, the government, are not going to require you to have a vaccine card. Now, you heard this play a year ago. We, the government, are not going to require you to wear masks. Mm -hmm. But guess what? The stores you go to, they're going to require it because we're going to tell the health department to make you do it. Mm -hmm. So Bi Biden came out today and said, um, you, you, you can now, you don't have to wear a mask indoors anymore if you're vaccinated. Well, that kind of begs the question, like, how are we going to determine who's vaccinated, who isn't vaccinated? Mm -hmm. And and the answer is that lady was saying yesterday in the briefing, oh, make sure you have your vaccine card in your medical files mm -hmm. because that's what you're going to need. But they said, she said in the meeting, we're not going to make you do it, but she's telling you to have it ready. And that's the kind of disingenuous bullshit mm -hmm. that is rife now. And I think what I'm most angry about is no one... You know, I mean, the Republican Party is obviously having its own weird schizophrenia with these never Trumpers, but there just seems to be no no one fighting back. There's 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 no one taking these these cases to the Supreme Court. No one is like we're just we're just like it's it's like our God given rights. We're not like Canada where your your rights are government get given, but our God given rights have just completely are now completely up to the permission and usage of the health department, state officials, you know, literal dictator governors. And it's, and it, it's, it's only happening because we are allowing it. And, you know, if you look at Antifa or you look at BLM, well, the way that they behaved got action. And we sit here being law abiding and constantly stripped of our rights. And if you think that they were happy to do this to us, and then they're like, great, let's not do anything anymore. No, no, no. They're going to do it to the next thing that they don't want you to go to, that they don't want you to have your guns, that they, you know, they don't want you to drive, all those kinds of things. Everything is going to be a crisis in which they strip away more of your rights. And then they give some of your rights back to you. And you're like, oh, great, I have rights again. Mm -hmm. But you're carrying that vaccine card around. Well, I'm not getting the vaccine. And here's a big thing to me, like, what I noticed is the people who wore masks got a big virtue signal out of it. Mm -hmm. They really felt like they were just saving humanity right there. Okay, well, now the masks are being taken away. How are those people, and I don't know the answer, but how are those people going to virtue signal now? I would like to posit that they should be given a yellow star. I'm going to say another joke. How about maybe a mark on their right hand or their forehead. <laughs> I accept that too. But I would like, I think that someone should create a yellow star that says I'm vaccinated and then they should all wear it and they should wear it around and they should feel great. That would be, that would be really awesome. It would be like sort of reverse Naziing them, mm -hmm, exactly. you know, or maybe they could have a Nazi armband that's, you know, that, 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 that has it like, it could be like the, the black armband with the red background and the white thing. And then they could have a needle jab right, where exactly. the swastika would be. 
challenge, yeah. You know, and they could, and then you could just go around telling everybody that you're better than me. Mm-hmm. You bunch of Nazis. I know, exactly. So, you know, that's me. That's in a nutshell. What about you? What do you think about these things? Oh my gosh, it's just so... Yeah, it's so crazy. Every day there's more stuff. Um, I mean, one last thing on the pipeline thing is, you know, people are basically um, correctly assuming that now that it's known that this ransom was paid, uh, there's probably going to be, there are probably going to be a lot more cyber attacks of this type on pipelines and stuff like that. So yeah, why wouldn't get you? Get ready. It works. Exactly. It works. Why wouldn't you? And like, you know, again, that absence from the government you don't hear the FBI tracking these dudes down, or maybe it was lady hackers. Get a woman on it. <laughs> maybe it was such a good hack because it was women. Exactly. And they don't want to, they want equity. So they want women to get away with some hack with it, hacking. Yeah, Spoiler, it isn't women. It's dork nerds. <laughs> um, here was an interesting thing that I thought that was kind of funny. When you told me the Bill Gates story, you want to read me the headline? Yeah. If I, let's, oh, here it is. Good. I was like, if I can find it. Um, I said, oh, I just saw this headline, um, and it's a weird mugshot of Bill Gates when he's like a teenager. Uh, he looks all 70s. No, is there any picture of Bill Gates that isn't weird <laughs> at any age? <laughs> I've just never seen him yeah. at this age. And uh, the headline is, quote, his womanizing was well known, unquote. Floodgates open as, a, as biographer details salacious past of Bill Gates. Is there any more horrible sentence in life guaranteed to cause you to lose all will to live and any appetite than the salacious life of Bill Gates. I know. Yeah. That's, you know, I think that there should be some sort of aid fund for those poor girls that were forced to endure the fumblings and brief. At least it was brief. It had to be brief, right? You're not thinking this dude's an animal. But uh, my mom listens to this podcast, so <laughs> I should clean that up. Mom, turn off the podcast. I'm talking about Bill Gates' sex life. Actually, I used to say the word penal around my mom a lot. Like penal colony. Like once when I was like fifth grade and I discovered the word penal, I could just make her die laughing saying the word penal. Yeah, your dad he was, too, right? He was penalized, you know, <laughs> like, oh, no, don't take my penal. And my parents thought that was hilarious. And that was kind of my gig in life was entertaining my parents. Yes. That's probably, um, that's kind of how you became your funny, entertaining self, right? Is because you kind of did that as an only child. You yeah. Know? As an only child, you're always trying to keep your parents sort of balanced and happy. And, yeah. and, uh, so yeah, I kind of learned that, that diplomacy through humor and and I was a bit of a scallywag. So like I needed to use humor to sort of diffuse some of my, more mischievous, mischievous my less glorious moments. <laughs> exactly. Getting suspended for going to the Seven Eleven. Wow, that's a that's a bad one. That was a bad one. Suspended. Suspended. Because like I went harsh. I went to a private school, and and Seven Eleven at that time carried pornography, and I was just taking the new girl. Her name was Nikki Lively, to Seven Eleven because I was trying to work my game on her. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the vice president, vice principal, who was this like little beaver man or like a mole man or like a badger man. He was like mm-hmm. a little badger man. He came in and caught us and like pointed his finger at me. Like, 
you know, made the symbol. He like, found you guys in 7-Eleven? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, he followed you, like, maybe? Like, if I would have been smarter, I'd be like, well, what are you doing here? Right. Yeah. Oh, so you think he just accidentally was there? I don't know. Huh. I think it was okay for him to go to 7-Eleven. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's an. But adult. I didn't put that. I didn't put that defense together until just now at fifty-two. Wow. So then uh, I I had to be quarantined from the other students because I had been to Seven Eleven. I was just there to get a Slurpee. I wasn't there to buy porn. I was like fifteen. You can't buy porn at fifteen. Yeah. So um, and I was really there to get to know Nikki. Yeah, exactly. And um, so then they call my dad. At his work. Ah, that's bad. Well, it's bad for a lot of people. My dad was an airline pilot. What exactly is his work? The airport? Yeah, he's, at the, he's in an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he showed up and he was so pissed at them. Oh. And so he just acted like, okay, all right, yeah, he's a horrible little child. Five day suspension. He took me home, handed me a $100 bill, and he said, have a great five days. Wow. He was so torqued. So, did he already have like cell phone capability? I mean, I don't know how they could call him on an airplane. I think they called. Years. I think they called dispatch, and then dispatch oh. said, "When you get on the ground, you gotta." Wow. I know. That's crazy. I know. It was crazy. It was, he was like an American Airlines pilot. It was a big deal. It was like, yeah. it was enough. I knew it was bad because he gave me money and told me to have fun. Hey, that was. That was so I promptly went out and blew it on comic books. <laughs> as one does. As as you do. <laughs> Exactly. Did you ever get suspended? No, I never even got. Now wait, let's see. Oh yeah, expelled is the one that's worse than suspended. Um, no, I never got either one. You never got expelled nor suspended. No. Did you get no. in any kind of trouble ever? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, I I was um. Let's see, not when I was pretty young, like in elementary school, but then um, in junior high, I was a little I was a little sassy, but mainly um, like I didn't like this one teacher. Because I thought he was creepy. And lo and behold, after I graduated, he did end up getting arrested and fired for, um, I mean, I want to say sexual harassment, but it's kind of worse because it's junior high, so it's underage. Yeah. Anyway. So you had like, you, so had, I had, you had spider sense yes. perverts. Yes. yes. And like, so I just was like really kind of sassy to him and would stand up to him a lot and not take uh, from him. And basically like he handed out quite a few detentions to me. <laughs> one time he gave me one. <laughs> this was stupid. And like, I was, I like walked out of class with my friend and I ripped it up <laughs> in a big show of rebellion. And then of course I promptly got a second one. So then I had to do two. <laughs> wow. You were like, you were like that guy from the breakfast club. Was I? It's been a while since I've seen it. Curly-haired guy or a different guy? The kind of tough guy. I think his name was Bender, and oh, okay. he keeps getting detentions. <laughs> he gets like 30 detentions or something like that, or I forget. It was a great scene. Yeah. To have seen that. That's fun. Well, I think now we're off to have a little bit of dinner. What are you going to have tonight for a drink? I think I'm going to have a drink that they call California Grizzly or something to that effect. It's like bourbon and lemon and uh, something else that makes it, you know, good. Not another alcohol, just like another mixer element. I just can't remember. It's very good. Probably like cane sugar, you know, like something to like a little sweet. To go in there and like squat down at the bar like a honcho and be like, give me a grizz. (laughs) Okay. 
do that. No. You very. How no, do you? It comes in a girly how pack. do you order a California yeah. Grizzly very ladylike? Hmm. I mean, if I have that title right, I guess I could look it up really fast. But um, I don't know. You just do. You just. I'll have, have a Grizzly. Sure. I'm not like a very butch type, so I don't no, really you worry are about not, that. You are the least <laughs> you are the least butch person. Exactly. I would be a pretty butch lesbian. Well just what do you mean? Because would I'm a be man. a Oh, I see what yeah. you mean. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and you're not a lesbian. No, I'm not. <laughs> um and I guess uh, I would say thank you to, we got some new subscribers yesterday. People will kind of dig in that, uh, audio recording we did for the subscribers only of the first chapter of the ultra violence show. Please make sure to like the show. If you can share the show, if you can talk about the show or get in on the comments and things like that. And if you haven't joined yet, please jump in and subscribe for just five bucks a month. It is really rolling. It's really doing cool. We're doing some bonus content that only subscribers get. It's more meaningless, long, drawn-out conversations like this, in which we talk about stuff, and we read articles, and we just have a pretty good time. This is the podcast, last podcast of the week. Tomorrow we're busy. Um, I'm busy right now trying to get Forgotten Ruin number three in the door. I'm working on Strange Company 2. I might share some of that with the subscribers. Let them let them, let them kind of read some of the. I, I've got the first few chapters of, of Strange Company going. Um, there will be more Soda Pop Soldier chapters, so make sure to jump in there and subscribe and have a good time and you know talk about it in the comments. What we'll do is we'll probably post a thro- thread this weekend where we can all just kind of chat and talk. And Nicole really likes the, the single white Medusa loves the thread. She loves to read stuff. She learns stuff from you guys when you teach her about Bitcoin. Or like you can't the Canadian perspective or whatever. So we really like to keep that going and chime in there. And I would just say so far, this is episode ten. For the haters who said we could never make it to episode two, we have made it to episode ten. And I'd like to keep it going if people dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. This is fun. So just let us know and let us know by subscribing with your love and money. <laughs> That's the podcast. <laughs>